Hello and welcome back to another Stop the Clock episode. Here we are in the 12th episode and the first episode after um, the Super Bowl has happened and we've officially reached the offseason. You know, we've, you know, we've, we've taken a week, digested everything and, you know, it was a remarkable season to say the least. Uh, obviously the first 18 week season and then the expanded playoffs uh, for the second time in a row. But I, I think it's time to, you know, kind of talk about the next season, which seems kind of crazy because the, you know, the season has just ended, but oh this should God, be so a very, quick. very interesting off season. Right. I mean, we have uh, a huge thing with quarterbacks. You know, we, we got a lot of teams that are in interesting situations. Um, but Sam, where do you want to start with this off season? I think, I mean, I'm going to, I know you had your Super Bowl recap. I'm going to talk about it just a little bit, but I think if, if there's a word that can describe, I guess the last month and how I think the off season is going to go, I'm going to say refreshing. I think this last postseason was very refreshing. We had some new teams in it, and we saw some teams that have been dominating over the past couple of years not make it. Like the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl was such a refreshing thing to see. Yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to root for anyone or I would have been sad if anyone lost. Uh, I picked the Rams. You were a fool. Sorry. Um, and just to quick touch on that, I think a moment I want to talk about in the Super Bowl is um, – I think the turning point, because the Bengals came out firing, like T. Higgins, big bomb, should have been a face mask, whatever. Then they get the pick, Cheeto got a pick. And then it was on that drive after the interception. And it was this one play where Burrow rolled out and Aaron Donald, like it was a legal play, but he shoved them out of bounds pretty forcefully. It started a scuffle. And I think it was Chris Collinsworth who said, oh, you do not want to poke the sleeping bear and Aaron Donald and the Rams proceeded to have six sacks and go on to destroy that offensive line. I think that was the big turning point for the Rams in that game. Uh, and I think personally, Aaron Donald should have won MVP, but it's all good. All right. So yes, back to the off season. Refreshing. I mean, Jude seemed to think it's refreshing. He got that fresh cut looking good. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but I, I want to talk about some, some quarterbacks. Definitely. Um, there's, there's a lot of them that are seemingly going to be on the move, but Let's also talk about some intriguing teams, some teams going into the offseason that I'm definitely going to be playing, paying close attention to. Uh, and for me, I'm going to start with the other Ohio team, and that's the Cleveland Browns. I think they're a very intriguing team because at the start of this year, they were considered a Super Bowl contender. Like they had just come off of probably one of their best seasons in the last 20 years. They were able to get a playoff win in Pittsburgh. They looked really good. They were led by Kareem Hunt and, um, and excuse me, Nick Chubb. I mean, Baker Mayfield looked like he had finally turned that corner. And then it all kind of fell apart this year. They were injured. Baker wasn't playing. And let's, let's keep in mind, Baker was playing very hurt this year, but he still wasn't great regardless. So it starts at that quarterback position. Do the Browns run it back with Baker? I mean, do they pick up his fifth-year option? Uh, if they do, I think it is a necessity to get him competition at the quarterback position, whether they draft a guy in one of the earlier rounds or they bring in a free agent trade for a guy. Uh, they definitely need to bring competition for Baker Mayfield. Um, and also, if they do that, I think they need to help about in the receiving core. I mean, Odell Beckham left I mean, kind of made Cleveland the laughingstock of the NFL in the way that he was able to go have success. It really did not look good for Baker. But look, they're th sitting there at the 13th pick. It's a pretty stacked receiving core this year in the draft, as it has been for the last three years. You could go get a guy like from Ohio, Wilson or Alave, or if you want a deep threat, we'll see how the ACL rehabs with Wilson or a bigger guy like Drake London. So you have a good defense. You're playing in a very competitive division. You need to get the quarterback figured out, and you need to get his weapons as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns are definitely one of the more interesting teams heading into the offseason, like you've mentioned. You know, there was all this hype kind of for the past two years with the Browns. It, it, it started with obviously them getting OBJ and Jarvis Landry and, and getting all this, this town around, you know, Baker Mayfield and then him obviously being the number one overall draft pick. It was like, OK, this, this is the chance for the Browns to really turn around the future. And well, they did. And then it kind of really quickly collapsed. Um, and as you just alluded to with OBJ going to the Rams, obviously again, his first Super Bowl looked like a completely different player uh, once he went to the Rams, looking like himself. Um, you can say totally in, and and I think if you're the Browns, obviously I, I would I would move on from Baker. I, I I know you could pick up the fifth year option and you know maybe give him another shot, but when is it enough chances for him, right? And I know he's playing through injury, but there's just some things that this season I looked at Baker and I was like, yeah, part of it is him being injured, and then part of it is just his decision making and just not looking like a, a true number one quarterback um, in the position. I just feel like if you're the Browns. Do you want to be stuck in this situation again next year where you're like, okay, we were just talking about this, this off season of like, okay, we get, let's give Baker another chance. Let's give him another opportunity. And then he comes out with another below average season where he really underperforms um, in, in with town around him. I mean, you, I don't even think you mentioned that they got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt two you know, one yeah, of the yeah, better did, running yeah. back tandems in the league. And a great um, offensive line too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you have Kevin Stefanski, who, you know, he, he's, he's been a good coach for the most part. Um, so I, I think they are one of the more intriguing teams. And they play in a division where it's looking a little bit open. I mean, it's not, you know, I mean, it's not wide open. Obviously, the Bengals just went to Super Bowl. And the Ravens, you know, that they're, they're going to come back healthy. But then you have a Steelers team that it's kind of shaky. I mean, this I is mean, a chance for the Browns to really win this division. Um, but they're going to have to put the pieces together. No, that's that's definitely a thing. I, I think the division's a lot tighter. I think if you look at, obviously, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I think they're definitely going to kind of pull a Chiefs like last year and just completely rebuild that offensive line as they should. That's really their only need. You have the Ravens. Let's not forget about them. They're going to be get. They had one of them. They were probably the most injury depleted team this season. They're going to come back firing. And then the Steelers. I think they're really a quarterback away. They have pieces on offense. They have a great defense. So the, it's it's kind of getting to be maker decision time for Cleveland. So do they run it back with Baker? Do they not? It's going to be one of the biggest questions of the offseason. Yeah, and and I want to stay in the AFC North because I think we just touched on team the Baltimore Ravens, right? This team was completely depleted um, last. I mean, it was it was crazy how many injuries they had, and honestly, the span of like three days of their off season when it, the J.K. Dobbins went down, yeah. and I think Justice Hill went down, and then a few days. Gus Edwards too. Gus Edwards went down. I was like, I mean, is something happening in Baltimore? But I, I think Baltimore is an also interesting team. I mean, you have an MVP quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and we know what he's capable of. Um, and this is a big year for Lamar, right? I mean, in in He's been an MVP, and so he's going to get a contract, but it's like, how much is he going to get, right? Because I mean, he's this terrific player, but I feel they could add a piece, and, and a big guy is Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson would complete, or maybe even a Chris Godwin. I'm not Absolutely. even just... Either you know, one of those guys. Any one of those elite receivers add in, and you could say, okay, well, Allen Robinson's been down. It's like, well, yeah, Matt Nagy's been his head coach. Uh, he's dealt with average quarterback play if you want to say that nicely um but i mean getting a guy like alan robinson or chris godwin could i mean really take up this offense right they're already known for a running team but adding that threat in in the receiving room i think this could take a ravens team from contenders to true super bowl threats um especially if they got at a guy like robinson or godwin yeah i mean absolutely i mean you you get one of those those big like true number one receivers Pair it with Rashad Bateman, who he started off the year injured, but then picked it up at the end of the year. Definitely can flourish into a big player. And then Marquise Goodwin, or Godwin, no, Hollywood Brown, excuse me, what am I saying? 
wrong speedster, Hollywood Brown to take the top off the defense. I mean, this, and then pair that with Lamar Jackson's legs and J.K. Dobbins getting back. I mean, this is a very, very good team. I mean, a lot a of good people offensive are, line too. I yeah, because I think a lot of the attention in the division now is going to shift to Cincinnati as it should. They're in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's a superstar. Let's not forget about those Ravens who are also going to get health, healthy defensively. I mean, that's definitely an intriguing team there. Yeah. Um, I, I, did you have another team? That, uh, yeah, I, I had two others, but I'm, I'm going to go down south and talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have to deal with the departure of Tom Brady. I mean, whether he stays in retirement or not is yet to see. Um, but again, you'll see a theme here with Cleveland. Like, do they stay? Like, what do they do at quarterback? Do they stay with Kyle Trask? I certainly hope not because I thought he was one of the most overrated prospects last year. Uh, I think they likely go via trade or, or free agency, pick up a veteran. Um, and it's, it's dicey, especially when you're trying to juggle all these free agents that they have. I mean, as we mentioned, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette is a, Ryan that's Jensen another big name. What's up? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Jensen, you have a lot of key free agents. I mean, we, we didn't really experience this last year with Tampa Bay cause they did something that no one's ever done. And that's literally retain all 22 starters from their Super Bowl team. Uh, and also let's not forget Gronk is, he's gone. He's not coming back. Um, especially with Brady gone. Um, I mean, look, they still have a very good core. I like them defensively. They have a lot of pieces. Mike Evans isn't going anywhere. But it's just how are they going to approach this, this, this quarterback situation? Because if you look at their division, it's different from the AFC North because you have – it's kind of wide open. I mean, you got the Panthers who haven't really done much. Maybe you got a young defense. you got the Saints. you got the Falcons who have always kind of struggled. So it's up for the taking. And I think if they get a game manager, someone who can just – use those pieces. I don't think they keep Godwin. They could still go in a draft direction, the receiving core and the receiving class is very deep, as I mentioned. And I think they should re-sign Leonard Fournette or at least Ronald Jones, just one of those two guys that can hold it down. Uh, but I mean, dealing with Tom Brady is definitely, the departure of Tom Brady is definitely tough. New England was able to turn it around in one year. However, we'll see what they, what they end up doing. I mean, it's, it's why yeah, I feel like I feel like it's an occurring theme we're going to see throughout this offseason of, you know, there's a bunch of teams that are great, but then they're one quarterback away. Right. And and so I, I think the that, toys. <laughs> so I think that's kind of a reoccurring theme we're going to see. And, and this is a perfect team right here. I mean, you have a great roster. Uh, obviously, you're probably going to lose some guys, notably Godwin and, and Jensen, maybe Fournette leaves. Um, I, I I think this team is still, I mean, like I, like you said, ready to compete. I, I think you, you add a veteran quarterback. I, you can't trust Kyle Trask at all. I mean, for a guy who has really not played an NFL snap, looked pretty bad at his end of his collegiate career, it's, it's hard to really trust a guy like that. Um, I, I mean, the big name you say, and we'll talk about it later, is Watson. I mean, you know, depending oh. on what happens is if you can get a guy like Deshaun Watson, I mean, you completely change your team from, oh, wow, we just lost Brady to, man, we're, we're already back in that Super Bowl talk. Yeah, exactly, especially when it's like, when, when you got a guy like Brady who's leaving, you're like, all right, let's, let's get out of here. This, this is a, sh- a sinking ship, literally, exactly. because the Buccaneers. But when you get a guy like Tom Brady or a big-name player like a Rodgers or a, or a Deshaun Watson, that then becomes a big, hot destination. So maybe it, you look at Fournette, and he's like, oh, well, we have Deshaun Watson now. We have a very competitive roster. Maybe I want to stay. So I think definitely a big, the big-name quarterbacks will be – sort of swung in there, uh, especially with Deshaun Watson. I really like that because he meant there's been reports mentioning where it could be the Buccaneers or the Vikings. The Vikings have already come out and stated that they're going to be, they're going to stick with their guy and Kirk Cousins. So 
Tampa Bay could definitely be an option for Deshaun. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be an interesting season, especially with all these teams. But why don't we get to more of just the quarterback talk? Or you have one more team. I do have one more team, actually. And speaking of Kirk Cousins, it is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think when you look at the Vikings top to, that, top to bottom, they probably have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. you got guys on offense, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, electrifying players. Defensively, they're still good with Harrison Smith and Daniel Hunter. And they've committed to Kirk Cousins, which I don't think is a bad thing. He had probably one of his best seasons as a pro, tossed 33 touchdowns, only seven picks, 4,000 yards. So they definitely need to upgrade defensively, but I'm very intrigued because if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, this division is theirs to lose. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of wrote that too as, you know, like if, if Rodgers leaves, I mean, this is Minnesota's best chance to win the division. You have a Bears team, a Lions team who's still in the rebuilding phase, and then you have obviously the Packers who are losing, you know, a MVP Aaron and Aaron Rodgers. And if they lose Aaron Rodgers, that's Devontae gone. That's like, that's a lot of pieces. I mean, that's a lot of people gone, and they already lost their OC. So I, I, I think you look at the, the Vikings and you say, yeah, this is a very talented team, starting with the top heavy with where you got Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, already two playmakers who can do it all. And then you forget that they have Adam Thielen, you know, Mike, he might not be the, the sexy, you know, you know, all out celebration guy like Justin Jefferson, but he's still, you know, he's still a, a top receiver in this league. And so, I, I mean, we'll talk about Watson, but it's like Watson now, if, if these are his two top teams, if he goes to any one of these teams, it's like, man, it's already putting them into Super Bowl consideration. Um, and, and I feel with the Vikings and they're getting a new offensive coordinator from the Rams. And I feel like, with him being young and really being able to allow this offense to kind of get out of this basic, you know, just offense and really expand into what, you know, what we've seen with the Rams and these newer young coaches do around the league. This team could be scary, especially if they, you know, I'm not a big cousins guy, but you know, if, if they stick with cousins and he turns cousin into some superstar or they get a guy like Watson uh, or another playmaker. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you wanted to talk about some quarterbacks. Let's talk about some quarterbacks. I mean, this is, Part of my refreshing theme here is I think we're going to a lot of see we're going to see some people in some new faces. So I think I mean the hottest name, pretty much dating back to last year's draft, has been Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean he, the Aaron Rodgers talk is definitely not going anywhere soon on this podcast or anywhere for that matter. Um, he just came off of winning his fourth MVP, uh, and there's there's two teams that have really are kind of going to go all in here, and that's his current team, the Green Bay Packers, and then, of course, the Denver Broncos. I mean, the Packers just brought back Tom Clements to be their quarterback's coach out of retirement. I mean, he, Aaron Rodgers loves him. He was part of his early development there in Green Bay. He was, some of his best years were with Tom Clements, so they're definitely pulling out of the stops. Then the Broncos, of course, they're hiring uh, Nathaniel Hackett and um, a lot of the Packers coaches, and they have that team already in place, so those are the two hot teams right now. I mean, yes, there's talks about Pittsburgh maybe earlier. It was Tennessee, but there's another quarterback who won his fourth MVP and then came to Denver only having one Super Bowl. That's Peyton Manning. Do they do it again with Rodgers? I think so. Y'all have known my prediction. I think he is coming to Denver, especially with Green Bay's cap situation. I think one more team you got to throw in the pile is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, uh, and, and I know that they, they just drafted Lance and, you know, they spent a lot on Lance and, and, and that's great. But look, Rodgers is only 38. There's not much more football you're going to get from him. Uh, and I mean that in the way of like, he's going to give you three, four, another great years, but he's not going to play another, you know, 10 years, right? He's not like your whole, you know, franchise next decade. I think both the Broncos and 49ers are both very realistic chances. I think obviously the Broncos, you have, 
really, there's a lot of cast fish for you guys. Um, you have a young, talented roster. You just brought in, you know, you, you know, their OC to be your head coach. The one thing I look at the Broncos and say, maybe that's why he steers away, is when you got to play Herbert and Mahomes twice a year. No, that, and, and, and that's yeah. something where I look at and maybe, maybe Rodgers wants the competition. I mean, maybe he's, is it, you know, and he, he seemed to, you know, shy away at big moments. But anyway, I, I, I think... I think that's kind of the one thing you look at with the Broncos is like, man, you have all this set on the table, but then you also got to play Mahomes Herbert twice a year. Um, and then I mean, even if you get into the playoffs, you got to play Allen, you know, um, and Burrow and, and Jackson, other guys like that, where in the NFC, I kind of look at it and say, NFC's a little more open in the sense that, you know, there's not really, you know, top heavy favorites I would look at right now in the NFC and say, man, those are, the, the, those, that's the number one team in the NFC right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if you want to look at, at competition, I mean, obviously, he's going to be better off staying in Green Bay. I mean, look, you only have to play uh, the the Lions, the Bears. I mean, the Vikings are pretty good, as we mentioned. But if he goes to the Niners, he's still playing the Rams, who won the damn Super Bowl. The, ba- the Seahawks are going to come back healthy. The Cardinals were a playoff team this year. So it's two of the tougher divisions in football. I just – I think over – I don't – whether he goes to San Francisco Denver, I think he doesn't stay in Green Bay. I just think it's too messy there. I mean – I don't think he comes – if they can't bring Devontae Adams back, I don't think there's any way that Aaron Rodgers goes to Green Bay. I mean, you still got all these defensive pieces that you have to bring in. All the receivers are pretty much free agents, so it's like how is Green Bay going to possibly sort of steer this? They want Aaron Rodgers back, but if you got – I don't think – like if – you can't be putting Devontae Adams on the franchise tag. He He needs his due. He's the best receiver in football. He needs his due, and for them to keep Rodgers with a big contract and keep Adams and keep their, the rest of their roster still competitive, I just don't think it happens. So my prediction is Denver. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I would – I mean, I, I don't think I have a clear prediction right now, but I, I would definitely be shocked if he stays in Green Bay. I just, I just feel like with all the turmoil that has happened in the past year, um, not, not reaching the Super Bowl once again, you know, a top team, a number one team um, in, in – in the NFC, I, I just feel like it, it's hard for me to believe that he wants to come back. And then also, you know, I just, the front office kind of wants a new start. <laughs> okay. Uh, now let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it's kind of set in stone that he's going to leave. I mean, his, his press conference after the NFC championship game definitely made it seem that way. But I mean, in two healthy seasons for the with the Niners, Jimmy G has been to the Super Bowl and then to the NFC championship game. So definitely... I personally, I think a lot of that is credit to Kyle Shanahan, that system, what they run there. But where I think Jimmy G could end up if he gets traded is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, he was supposed to be the successor to Tom Brady in New England. Didn't really work out there. He could be the successor to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, as we talked about with the Bucs. They're a very good roster. Jimmy G gives them stability at that quarterback position. So that's that's why I like him in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I didn't I, – yeah, I think Jimmy – she is also very interesting. And, and I think to your Tampa Bay point is, look, Brady, I mean, Brady is fantastic and there's no doubt, but Brady doesn't have to do a lot, right? You know, he's, he's not this guy who's going to go run out of the pocket, throw 50-yard bombs. And that's the same with Garoppolo. So if, if you bring a guy in like Garoppolo to Tampa, it's, you're not really having to change much. Um, exactly. Whereas other teams, when you bring in a quarterback, it's like, man, you really got to change the offense around them because they can do a lot more than the previous quarterback or they can do a lot less than previous quarterback. So I think, like, like you mentioned, I think that's, you know, a nice spot that Jimmy Garoppolo could go to. I mean, I can't really think of other places really right now. I mean, maybe, maybe Washington, potential or... Washington, maybe another team in the East with the Giants, if, you know, if they really don't believe oh, they, they aren't going to like that. Jones. Think, yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think Garoppolo is very interesting. It's tough to say if he's going to be starting next year as a QB one. Oh, I think he will. I mean, he was in the NFC Championship game this year. I don't, I don't, I don't he didn't know. Play At least it's well a the playoffs. Guy. I mean, that, that's the one thing you, you can look at it and say, yeah, he made it to the NFC Championship, but alone did he play well enough to prove that he was in the NFC Championship? I, I, I just don't think so. And so I, I feel like if you know, maybe Garoppolo could be, you know, you look at it like, oh, I didn't get my first guy. Let me take Garoppolo. I don't think it's really, man. I, I'm looking at Garoppolo as my number one option. No, and I think that's the case for a lot of teams. I mean, maybe you got like a team like the Colts who might want to go with Garoppolo. I think that's a perfect, that could be a perfect team for him just because of what they like to do. Very similar to San Francisco. They like to run the ball. Um, I'm going to just talk about two guys who I think are actually going to stay in their perspective spots. And that's Russell Wilson. I mean, I think he's going to stay in Seattle. He's talked about him exploring other options, but ultimately he wants to remain in Seattle. I don't see him really going anywhere. And then I think the more intriguing one is Jameis Winston, because there's still a lot of talks that Jameis could leave. I mean, he was actually playing some pretty good football. And in my opinion, I think the Saints actually make the playoffs over the Eagles if Jameis Winston doesn't hurt his knee. So I, I think he actually stays in New Orleans. He's showed a ton of promise. He's a 5,000-yard passer. Um, and I think the interceptions are – they definitely fixed themselves a bit last year. Of course, we didn't get to see it fully, but I, I like the Saints uh, keeping Jameis Winston. Yeah, I, I think first with Russell Wilson, I think, you know, I, I mentioned how I, I think wherever Wilson's going to go or if he if he decides to get if, if he gets traded, whatever team's going to get him is going to have to give up a huge package. And, and I think that's something you look at. We, we looked at this a few years before with Watson when before everything happened with Watson it was like, if I'm getting Watson, I got to give up a lot to get Watson. Um, and I think that's the case here with Russell Wilson. Um, I think the one team to keep an eye on is the commanders, which is really weird to say, but the, right? the Washington yeah. Commanders is one team I look at and say, that is one team where they could go out and get a guy like, you know, Russell Wilson. I think it would really help the team. I mean, they already have weapons in McLaurin. Uh, you have Antonio Gibson, a strong runner. You have a, even a really good tight end in Logan Thomas, uh, who doesn't get a lot of appreciation. And then you have a defense who's young. Obviously, they didn't really, you know, do what we thought they were going to do this year, but there's still lots of potential. Now, would a trade have to include a guy like Chase Young? Probably. I mean, you, you might have to give away a guy like yeah. Chase Young. And are you willing to do that at the expense of, well, getting, you know, a Super Bowl champ and Russell Wilson? I, I think that's something you really have to think about. But, you know, Russell Wilson could attract a lot. And, you know, if I'm Washington, Absolutely. it definitely helps the PR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and let's let's go back to another PR situation. That is Deshaun Watson. I kind of want to give my, my prediction. I mean, we had some breaking news this morning that, the Pittsburgh Steelers hired Brian Flores to be their defensive assistant and linebackers coach. There's a lot of talks to Sean Watson and Brian Flores are very much in contact wherever Brian Flores ends up might be a place to Sean Watson goes. And I, I think Deshaun Watson could be a Pittsburgh Steeler at the end of this. If, if his legal situation gets resolved. I mean, I mentioned before, they have a very good defense. They have weapons like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris was a beast as a rookie. This has got to be a place I think in Pittsburgh, you have Mike Tomlin, like he was one of the best head coaches in the national football league and a team, a roster that's ready to win. Now, I think it's, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, there's a lot of talks that it could be Aaron Rodgers, but I think, I don't know. Pittsburgh has got to be very intriguing, at least definitely more so in my opinion than Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like, you know, whatever happens in, obviously I think Pittsburgh's a, a possibility. We talked about Tampa. We talked about the Vikings. I think those are all three teams that are a big possibility. I definitely put Tampa and, you know, the Steelers more at top of the list than the Vikings. Cause like you mentioned that it seems like they're going to stick with cousins for at least 2022. Yeah. Um, but I obviously, I mean, 
the big question with uh, you know Deshaun Watson is the legal situation, right? I mean, we could talk about all these predictions. Is like what's going to happen legally, and we'll see how that happens because you know that that's kind of the big story. Is like will he play? Um, and you know maybe his charges get dropped, but he could be on put on the commissioner list and not play next year. And and so that's another thing you know teams are going to have to consider. But I mean, you said it best. I mean, Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson seem to have a very strong connection. Uh, Mike Tomlin, he's, he's one of the great NFL coaches still coaching right now. Um, and they have a, they have a pretty, you know, talented roster. I mean, they even yeah. got a rookie tight end who was phenomenal. Top this five years, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and with the defense good, I think wherever Deshaun Watson goes um, after everything's cleared up, that team, I look at it and say, man, that that's a scary team. You do not want to absolutely. play that team because yeah. Deshaun Watson, I mean, he has crazy amount of potential and he hasn't even showed everything I don't think he's capable of yet. And, and so that's why I think getting a guy like Deshaun Watson would be a game changer for him. I mean, he's part of something I like to call the AFC six and that's the superstars that they have a quarterback, Herbert, Mahomes, Burrow, Jackson, Allen, and Deshaun Watson. I mean, those guys are game changers for a franchise and for one of them to be available to go to another team, that's just something you can't ignore, especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to wrap it up with one more quarterback. Um, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. He's a free agent, definitely not going to stay with Denver. Um, so my prediction for him, he's going to go somewhere where I think failed Broncos quarterbacks have gone to die. Uh, you, had, you saw it with Brock Osweiler, saw it with Case Keenum. That's the Cleveland Browns. We mentioned it. I know Browns fans are not going to want to hear it, but if you want to bring some competition for the Browns, or for Baker Mayfield, if that's the direction you choose to go, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good guy to do that. Or if you go with a different direction, maybe you go with someone in the draft and you let Baker walk. Teddy Bridgewater is a good bridge person to have for the Browns. So I actually like that matchup a lot. Yeah. I, I think wherever Teddy goes, it's more of a, a bridge type of quarterback. He's, yeah. you know, obviously he's, he's past his days of being a starter. Um, you know, it's remarkable that he's even still playing um, after the, the, the injury that he suffered. But I, I think the Browns and, and like we talked about, you know, competition for Baker. Um, and, and we started that with the we started this podcast with talking about the Browns and we'll finish with talking about the Browns because yeah, sure. I, I think, you know, the Browns are obviously in a very interesting position. Um, and like you alluded to bringing competition and seeing what Baker's truly capable. Of. Maybe it'll push them to be better because in recent in past years, there hasn't really been quarterback, you know, competition for Baker. So it's kind of been like, oh, I, I can do whatever. I'm already the yeah. number one Baker guy. with a chip on his shoulder is the best version of Baker. Yeah, we, we know exactly. this. And, and I, I think maybe, maybe it makes him a better quarterback. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't really have a lot of hope for Baker Mayfield in the Browns. So. All right. Well, that was episode 12 of Stop the Clock. Uh, if Definitely check out Jude's podcast. He recapped the Super Bowl. Very well done on that. Uh, Sports Box, of course, I'm with that football topic. We hope you enjoyed your podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, hit us both up on Instagram, Twitter. Any ideas for future podcasts, uh, let us know. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a nice day.